It's one of those moments where you, you're praising God to have the opportunity to stand and share his word. And I'm humble myself and honor him again that I could stand in front of you and minister. I, we've been having hard times as a family. Um, and I'm still brave and standing here because of him. And I could minister because of him. If it was my own soul and my own strength, I would never stand in front of you. But I've made a decision that I will trust him no matter what. I'll trust him when things are looking good. I'll trust him when things are looking bad. Because we have the tendency of trusting him when things are looking okay. And I want to stand and say, let's trust him all the time, church. Let's, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm really loving. It's a good time to minister the word of God. People are grumpy out there. <laughs> and from after the elections, from before the elections, people are so grumpy and are so angry. People are complaining. They're complaining with all sorts of things. I think this is a good time to preach the word of God. (laughs) It's a good time. If we're not going to be preaching, who's going to be doing it? And that's why I'm out in my comfort zone. I want to do it because the Lord has trusted me with that. And it's not me ministering only. Everyone sitting here is anointed to share the word of the Lord. It's not a big shot, but everyone in this church, it's time now to spread the gospel. And I've got just three stories I will preach. (laughs) I'll preach the storm today. You know, I'll be like an African proper preacher. (laughs) I'm expecting, Amen! Amen! Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Some people there have been offended with my. <laughs> not. Okay. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, need, I need amen. I need a wake up church, not a sleeping church. Wait, I, I can't be so miserable. We have the good news. Sitting there, you know, sometimes I love because I've been visiting the African churches. When I'm preaching there, I came up with I'm sweating because <laughs> I cannot keep up with the people there because they're just chasing me there. Come on, preach it, preach it, preach it. Come on, yeah, yes, we receive it. Amen. <laughs> There's a fire. Come on, and I like why they like sitting and chill. They're like, what you've got for us? What you come to say? But the African men, they can make you talk for two hours, eh? And still they have no problem with that. Can we be the church? Can we be the church that we're not going to be the shame of the gospel? 
Can we be the church the way we go out in the world? People, they see something in us. I don't want to be a people that will walk there and don't make a difference. But when I leave this building, I must make an impact in this world. And my topic for today is when things does not make sense. When things does not make sense. It did not make sense for me to preach the gospel for the things that happened to me. How many of you, you've been going through and sometimes you don't think it makes sense to still worship him? It does not make sense for me to still come in this building. But I have something by the end. You, it will make sense when you live in this building. Why are you coming here? Why you still preach the gospel out there? Because things happen. And then you said, why are you still praising him? When we were worshiping here, I want to reach up my hands and worship him because they have got shoulders. The things that is in top of me, it's heavy. But I still want to praise him because he's the lamb of lamb. I want to stand and say, no matter what, it makes sense in my heart and my faith to still worship him. But my mind, it will not going to make sense. I wanted to leave this place and realize that you needed to give it all. Don't give a little what you have. I've come to a friend of mine, he said to me, are you still preaching the gospel that you found from beginning until the end, Alpha and Omega? I said, yes, I am. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to compromise the things of the world, what is happening. I'll still honor him even when the economy does not look okay. I'll still say, you are a good father. I'll still stand in my knees and pray. Because when things are not right, we forget to pray. Because it is something that is invisible. I'll still give him the gift of worshipping him no matter what. Church, can we be the church? Still praising him whenever the things that does not make sense. On Wednesday last week, I was at the post office. As I said, from these elections until the end of elections, everyone is grumpy. Everyone, nobody comes and speaks something. Everyone, they've got something to complain about. And yes, I ask forgiveness. I am a pastor. I do complain as well. I tend to find myself in the topics of the politicals, which is I have no clue about it. I never studied politics and I'll never study it as well. And I'm glad for those people who have studied the politics. They are there because the Lord has called them. We all have the mandate to serve. Not everyone's got the mandate of the politics. So I'm sitting at the post office, renewing the license. As every, I like the white people because they complain about the queues. (laughs) I love it. I love it because... At the post office, you see them entering, and then when they see the long line, it goes like, oh, no, man. And they're just turning, and they go. 
The black people, they don't mind. Oh, there's a line. Okay, it's for me to sit down. The Indian, they would like to negotiate. Hey, man, I'm rushing. Can we make a plan here? <laughs> Everyone, I like the different character. I like how many. Can we praise the Lord the diversity we have in this church? We need to honor Him. And thank you, Jesus. Because we learn from one another. And we have a one mandate, it's a kingdom mandate. There's no black, there's no white here, but we are all one. So I'm sitting, and then the guys are complaining. So they're complaining, can, can we fix the system better? <laughs> In terms of the licensing, everyone, they've got their thoughts. And everybody, I'm sitting, there's a two giant white guys <laughs> that are very strong. Big, huge bird, like muscles. I'm in between. Thanks to the post office, there's chairs now to sit on. You cannot stand. These guys, they're having a good argument in terms of how terrible South Africa is. This South Africa, it's not going to be successful. This South Africa, it's, it's, it's getting worse. They're saying all mean things about South Africa. And guess what? Zolan is sitting there, loose in the oak. In between of these big guys. It does not make sense for me to talk in this situation because I don't know. I might put myself in trouble. I might be beaten. Yeah. There's many things can go wrong. I might get the words that I don't like. I might be offended because we can't be offended by people. Can I be offended by Jesus than be offended by people? I want to be the person that do not mind when I find myself in that situation. The line is moving. The time is going. We'll be there by the hour. You see the red. Red faces. And this guy, <laughs> he looked at me. Why are you not talking? <laughs> I'm not Jesus and I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk, but this guy is like, he wants me to talk. I'm sitting there in church. I'm thinking this guy is not going to like what is going to come in my mouth. Because I'm hearing them talking, I'm still praying in the spirit. They're having this argument, but I'm having an argument with my Jesus. What will be the line that will come out? Because I don't want to cause the conflict and start talking about what is wrong, but I want to come and talk something which is the light. Whenever there's a darkness, we must bring the light. So, <laughs> I look at him, I'm, I'm thinking, Yo, this guy is going to beat me, or... <laughs> He's going to chase me out. I've got all the wrong things that is, could happen. But I, I thought I would be quiet. I say, sir, it's not just that I'm, I'm not talking, but I'm listening to what you guys are saying. What, what do you think about this? Do you think South Africa is going to be okay? 
I said, sir, can I have an answer that might not offend you, but I think it will be a very great answer for you. First, I hear you complaining about the resources, you're complaining about the economics, and you're complaining about how bad is the government and everything, but I think we're going to leave all those things because we're going to die. Yo! Yo! You're thinking about death! I'm thinking about solving the situation of South Africa. I said, yes, sir. We're going to leave everything we have. We did not come into this earth with the money. We did not come to this earth with the resources we have. But what we can have, we have Jesus to solve this. And he started to, a little bit aggressive. <laughs> Who you are. Because whenever you are speaking about the staff of Jesus, people, they tend to ask you who you are because there's some revelation come from you. Your identity now started to be revealed. Because you have mentioned, where is your surname coming from? So, I tell them, I'm Zolani, by the way. <laughs> where, where are you from? Ah, from White Bank. <laughs> What do you do? Ah, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because once I'm saying to you, it's going to be worse than line. It's got another 30 minutes. <laughs> so if I started to mention something, it will be a big problem. But I sit it down. And this is why we're meeting here. I said the scripture, which is John 3, verse 16. God so loved the world and he gave his only son. That's what brings us in this circle here. That is a special gift. That is a sacrifice gift that we can ever find. So, we move. He's not talking now. And the other one, he slows his mouth. Who get the opportunity to talk? Thank you, Jesus. So, I said, guys, then do you think it's a good solution about that we'll leave this stuff and then we can follow Jesus? And this guy, next to me on the right, he's a Catholic oak. Ooh, he started pouring stuff of uh, Catholic background. You said, I've went to the church long time and then the church never helped me. So you tell me about the death now. And then he started revealing everything that he's done and it did not help. And he said, it's not going to help South Africa. I said, what about now as we are living? I said, um, thank you, sir. But I wanted to let you know, whenever we pray and seek God, yes, South Africa will change. So I want you to go and pray right now and trust the Lord that the, the South Africa will change. So we finish the line. And this guy is in front and the other one is left. Both of them, as they were leaving, they come and give me the hug. And I'm thinking, sometimes when the, your mind does not make sense, the Lord does know what is that situation about. And that special gift that I could give is to stand 
and be a representative of Christ. Can we be the people that present Christ no matter what? When things they do not look and we come with the frequent today. We come with the smell in this place of Jesus. Wherever we go, do not bring a fit smell, but bring something that is amazing. And I knew I couldn't do much to, that, to those guys, but I've planted the seed inside of those guys. And wherever they go, they'll be thinking about me. And they'll be thinking about Jesus. The farmer do not plant the seed. And then after that, he, he called the funeral, the doves and everyone and say, Aha, I've planted the seed and the seed is dead. They must, we must have a funeral now. No, it does not work that way. The farmer planted the seed because he knew he's going to rejoice at the end. He will reap the fruits. There will be the fruit at the end. I'm about to preach. <laughs> and I love the scripture. And I've been in my down moments. And I think this is the scripture that Pick me up. I'm speaking personally here. Mark 14. And as we read this scripture, I like because women are very brave. As it's a mother's day. Women are fantastic. They actually, they are changing agents. <laughs> I don't think I will be able to carry a baby for nine months. Uh, I, I thank God that he chose the woman to do that job. I can imagine walking around with Ayanda, we are all pregnant, and Zugo. Uh, I know there will be a lot of complaints. <laughs> but the Lord chose these people because they do make sense. When us, men, we don't see things. I just want us to read the scripture because this woman, she really, really touched me so much. And because she sees something that is going to happen. Where there's the people sitting at the table and they don't realize this thing is going to happen. Jesus is about to be buried and died for us. And now this woman comes and makes a sacrificial, special gift to Jesus, pouring the perfume. And then people just started to complain and say, what are you doing, men? Men are complaining to this woman. I say, you shouldn't do that. It's, it's bad. But I wonder what, as a church, if we had that opportunity and knew this someone is going to die for me and you, what is a special sacrifice and what gift can I give to this person? That what I have, it says that it cost a year's wages. That's a lot. 
And I think she only have that. But she said, I will not mind. I want to give it to all. To this person that is going to die for me. Can we give something special to Jesus? Only worshipping him. And she really touched me. And I just want to read the scripture. And I've got a few points on this. One I just discovered. She's bringing a good example in our lives. And the experience... I can imagine on that table, as we've heard about the table, sitting down, there's a meal, and everyone is having a good time, there's a good chat. And immediately when we're reading that story, we pick up the side of the woman. But when I want to take the side of the disciple as well, it did not make sense to them why this woman is doing this. They did not realize this is a few hours and someone they've been doing ministry with them is going to be in the cross. But this woman took an opportunity to say, you know what, I want to do this for this person that I love. So, just a little bit the background of the story. First time, I, I, I like, because the teacher that taught me how to to read the bell bell, uh, the one thing that he said, you must find yourself in the scene. You must be there and feel like this is you were there. Everything that was happening, I can imagine uh, Peter finishing the KFC. They are, oh, 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 that was nice. The smell of the food, and now, now there's a the smell of the perfume. There's a different thing there. So, I, I just found myself on that story. And I'm thinking, probably that will never make sense to me. So, now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival. They said the people may run. While he was in Bethlehem, recycling at the table in, Simon, in the home of Simon the leper. Hmm. I've just underlined there, Simon the leper. I just love, because this is like a nickname. <laughs> they call him Simon the leper. I love people when they call you about the things that you are. Zolana, the one that used to rob the cars. We can't be called like that. But whenever we actually change and acknowledge who we are, we actually have a new identity again. I, and and this, this just amazed me. I don't know why, but I'm sure we'll find out why they call him like that. Um, maybe there's a reason. A woman came with alapas, jar of a very expensive perfume. Um, this is not a very expensive perfume, but I borrowed it from Ayanda. <laughs> I just, I just want to use a sample with this. And they pour a nanchi, and he broke the jar and poured the perfume on his hands. Some of these presents were indebted to one another. Why this waste of perfume? 
Can how many people, when you're trying to worship God and they tell you this is a waste? It does not matter. I'm not doing it for you, but I'm doing it for Christ. When I come and worship you, it's not because I wanted to look good. I wanted to do it because I know what he has done for me. Let's stop saying stuff. And we think it's a waste because you're not experiencing that moment right now. And the money and given to the poor and they're harshly rebuked here. And I like the response of Jesus. Leave you alone, dudes. There's, it's not in my transaction. It's, it's my own transaction. Leave you alone, dudes. And Jesus said, why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor will always have it with you and you can help them anytime. But you will not always have me. She did what we could and she poured a perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly I tell you, whenever the gospel is preached through the word, what she has done will also be told in the memory of her. We're still talking about this woman right now. Because she has done a beautiful thing. When I read this scripture, I said, Lord, when I die, it's not just that I want to be in the character of this woman because I want people to speak about what they have done for you, not about me. When I'm in the borough, I want people to say, Zolane has not just walked with the Lord, but Zolane has impacted the other people to come to the Lord. For my day, my wife always laughs because I wake up and say, Lord, who can I offend today? And then I do find those people because the Lord answered the prayer. And when I offend them, I don't offend them in a bad way, but I want to make sense into their life. Because we are living in a fallen world. Who rules over South Africa? Who rules over this church? It's Jesus. Who rules South Africa? Jesus. Who rules over South Africa? Jesus. So, when I was sitting around and I'm thinking, this is a little bit too much. A perfume can be so much an impact that these guys, they were mourning and they were complaining. But I guess what? That fragrance still smells. Wherever you walk, wherever the place is, we still smell the sense of Jesus. Jesus, we must not be a fake Christians. We must not copy what other people do, but we must have the original inside our heart. I may preach to you today, and I want it to make sense to you that you can sacrifice 
the best thing of giving to yourself to Jesus. The things that we did not know, why is it happening in your life? That does not make sense. Why I'm losing the family members? Why I'm still got no money in my pocket, in my bank accounts? And then I've been affected by cancer. It does not make sense because I go to the church all the time. Remember that Jesus is still with you. Remember that when you go through those things, you are bringing the fragrance, the smell. I've put the smell here of this perfume. It's a very expensive perfume, by the way. It's still smelling. And there. Church, let's give a sacrificial gift of this perfume. Whenever we walk out here and leave this place, we must carry this man with us. Don't live in the building. I like when the lady smell, when they spray the perfume, I knew that my wife was in this room. Can we allow the presence of the Lord as well in this room as well? It's there already. On us, is need, we needed to pick it up and spray it over us. Let's pour it in our bodies. And what I found in this story, I always wonder, I said, I wish I could know the name of this woman. And Mark does not specify who is this woman. But I found it in Matthew and John. We know it's Mary. And one thing that I like, because Mary had the experience of meeting up with Jesus, and we knew Jesus used to go and have supper at Mary's house. We knew that Jesus had woken up Mary's brother. This is why this woman is taking his year wages and give it to this person. Because there's an experience, there's something that the Lord has done for this person. I want us to, to see the example out of this woman. We don't have an excuse now. Because the disciples, they did not make sense to them because there was no cross. But we know there's a cross now. That someone died for us. What is your excuses now not to give it to the Lord? What is your problem? You don't have an excuse of worshipping him no matter what. And let's have an expectation of knowing that it's not dead. It's not dead. It's not pelile. It's not finished. It will rise again. Let's not live the life that we thought it's finished. It's not finished. There's a resurrection again. Let's live a life of knowing God 
I'll give the best out of all, even when it does not make sense. And I like it as I'm concluding. A lot of people, it's them really throwing questions to you. Why do you come to Christ? Because it does not make sense to them. And I've had so many questions asked by people. Why are you still full of joy where you have all those things happening into your life? Why are you still laughing? Why are you still rejoicing? And I have a best answer. Because in him, it's much better. I'm not going to turn away and look the things that affected me. But I will rejoice no matter what. And I want to tell you, for lastly, it's not a mistake those things are happening in your life. It's not a mistake that it does not make sense to you. But I think it's preparing you to another level. I think you, it takes you out in your comfort zone. Because we get to be very comfortable for what we have, and then we forget that Jesus is still alive. Jesus has died for us. Can we be the church that will stand up again and remember what, at the first time, where you made those vows and said, I want to walk with Jesus. When people, they look at you, it did not make sense. But this time, it does make sense. And it's been amazing at the Passover when I was preaching one of those churches, there are 50 people gave their love to Jesus. And it did not make sense to me sometimes. But I know that I, I have a frequency. I have a perfume that I'm carrying around. When people see me, they have a smell of Jesus. Can we be the changing nations? Can we be the change of our families? Can we make sense to this world where it does not make sense? I want to pray for everybody. This is not a game for Zolani to play, but it's a game for everybody. Can we change the working environment? Can we make sense into our government? Can we make sense into our families? Can we carry, can we give all what we have so we can have a better lives? I want to pray. Holy Spirit, it's so hard sometimes. It's so hard to deal with stuff. Father, I know in you, everything that happened, it happened for the reason. It makes sense to you what's going on around us. In our church, in South Africa, in our families. Father, I pray that you be revealed in the life of those that don't know you as well. I pray that you'll be revealed for those people that are going through the tribes. I pray, Lord, that we may see your love. As you said in John 3, 
Verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that poured over us. Jesus, we need you. We need more of you. We need more of you. Lord, we honor you and we love you. Father, give us that energy again when we said we loved you and then we want to walk with you. Lord, revise us again. Lord, we need more of you. Father, pray for Sarepta. Father, pray. You said you will take all those heavy burdens in us. Father, we pray. It's your church. It's your church. It's your church. You lead this church in Jesus' name. Father, your people, you know by each of them, you know by their hair. Lord, There is nothing hard in you. Right now, I pray the sense of relief. I pray for a fresh man. I pray for the the smell of the frequency. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Baba. I thank you, Moringuele, for these amazing people. Jesus, have your way. Have your way. In your people, in Jesus' name, amen.